All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Wow, let me think about this. This should not be a real tough question. You probably already anticipated what I might be anxious to discuss. Uh, what matters to me? Two things is I'm sure many of you have seen outside the lines piece on the concussion issue. That certainly matters to me. Uh, and also, Aaron Rodgers. Really? Do we really want to run down the field, get in the face of a corner or safety because they made a tackle on a player and they tackled him low? And, and then all these other pundits or whatever you want to call them, talking heads, who believe that perhaps maybe there should be a strike zone that consists of from the neck down to the waist, below the neck to the waist. I'd like to know, have any of them ever played in the secondary at any level to, to, to make a statement like that that you could possibly add to the game a, a stipulation that a secondary or, or defense player, period, has to tackle someone in what they consider the strike zone. Who the hell, how could somebody possibly who ever played the football game ever come up with something like that? You can no longer hit them below the waist. You, got, you can't hit them in the knees. You know, you, you, you can't hit them in the head. Where the hell are you going to hit them at? What, what, what? Really? Now, I do understand this ties right into the the safety of the game. And I'm about to lose my mind on this show. I just want you all to know I'm about to lose my mind. I probably already lost it because I've been hitting my head way too many times. Use my head probably way too many times. But for the life of me, I, I, I just could not believe I'm watching a football game and, and, and a quarterback is actually going to run down the field to address somebody in the secondary because they hit somebody too low. Really? I'm sure at some point in time, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I hope somebody tell him I'm talking about him today. I'm sure at some point in time in your life, you played on the defensive side of the ball. Really? Hit him in the strike zone? Which consists of his torso only? Now, I would like to know, uh, when's the last time that you've checked the backfields of some of these uh, NFL teams and college teams? And uh, seeing people in the backfield uh, upwards of how many pounds? 220, 230, 240, 250. As a matter of fact, there is no limitation. You could stick a lineman, a fullback. I, you know, it might have been a joke back in the day, but it wasn't a joke when, when the fridge was back there. Mike Dick could put him back there. It only cost him probably one of the lowest moments of his life because he put the fridge back there and let him score a touchdown instead of letting Walter Payton score a touchdown, uh, you know, in the Super Bowl. Shout out to Walter Payton up in heaven. Sweetness. Greatest running back. One of the greatest of all times. One of my favorite. Uh, but big man like that. Now, who in the hell go put their helmet in his chest. Really? Oh, so it only happens that when a receiver is catching the ball, you only have to put your helmet in his chest. Okay, how much thinking in football, more thinking, do I have to do? Do you understand that all this happens in fractions of seconds? What the hell in the world could you be thinking about Aaron Rodgers? You know, really, man? Do you know how 
how hard it is to, to, to tackle somebody, period. You know, first of all, you've got to have that thing in your chest needs to be pumping consistently in order to tackle somebody. If you don't have heart, you ain't tackling. As a matter of fact, there's some guys who, mm, the heart is a little bit on the down low. It disappeared every now and then if you watch some games. I even got my wife asking me, well, he must have closed his eyes, right? Correct. How do I know? Okay, let me just give you this real quick. When you tackle somebody, as they're approaching you, and you talk about this strike zone, Mr. Rogers, uh, you zero in on some part of their body to hit, to make contact with. Now, if that part of their body that you zero in on happens to go to the left or the right and no longer right, you know, in your target area, then your body should adjust and move that way. When your body don't adjust and move that way, your eyes are closed, okay? So, let's go back to the subject at hand. If I zero in on something and hit somebody, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to, you, when you tackle, see, tackling is an art and a science. Sometimes you tackle, sometimes you hit. When you hit, you do not have to wrap your arms. The objection is to make contact and that strike that person and that individual will fall to the ground. That's when you hit. When you tackle, you bring your arms with you. The most of the times when you, the majority of times when you're tackling and you're bringing your arms with you, it's almost what you would call the last resort. Because if you're in the secondary, you're a linebacker, you really want to hit. You prefer to hit. You want to strike somebody and put fear in their hearts. So you want to hit. And, and, and then there's times when you tackle, and the tackle is the arms are used to assure that you have the person in your grasp and that you get them down to the ground. But the preference, if you're on defense, listen, I want people on my team that hit, that have the heart to hit. And you got to wrap him up. You're going to knock his ass down. He's going to fall. Don't worry. So I'm hitting him. I'm tackling for the for the safety aspect of making sure I'm safe in knowing that I grab him, I have him, I'm going to hold on to him, I'm going to wrestle him to the ground, or somebody else is going to come as I'm wrestling to the ground, and we're going to get him down on the ground. But keep in mind, you know, we, we're not trying to injure you, but we're trying to put some fear, and, and we're trying to you know, afflict some pain, so we're trying to hurt you a little bit. Don't run your ass downfield telling me how I'm about to hit. I don't tell you how to throw the ball. For one thing, here's another thing, quarterbacks. This shows for quarterbacks. Mr. Rogers. Don't throw the ball to a person where you put him in a position where he's vulnerable. Okay? Why are you going to throw the ball where you know there's a safety right there waiting to hit that man, regardless of how he's going to hit him. You know he's in a position that you're throwing this ball into this little tight window, so you want to show how good you can throw the ball. But at the same time, you put him in harm's way. You know, it's like cause and effect. If you would, hey, I, I hit him cause, you threw the ball there. The effect was he got hurt. If you wouldn't have caused it, the effect wouldn't have happened. Think about that. Throw the ball to somebody else. If you don't want to put your person in harm's way, don't throw the ball over there. I don't have time to be worried about you. I'm really getting tired of this football game. 
getting on my nerves, on my last nerves. It's to the disadvantage. First of all, you got guys on the defensive side. Do you not understand? Are you not watching the same game I'm playing? How much you want to take away from the defensive players? I'm already running backwards and, and, and a world-class sprinter is coming at me. And, and, and all I have to possibly give me an advantage is to somehow strike some fear in his heart. And the only way I can do that is hit him and hit him real hard when I get a chance to. And so there's those things that we used to talk about years ago and talk about, you know, you know, footsteps. You hear those footsteps of a secondary person or a linebacker coming in your direction. So then you do what's called alligator arms. You pull the arms back. Shout out to Ricky Waters. Smart man. I say that as a matter of respect. Smart man. Don't put your damn hand out there. You don't want to get hit. Don't put your hand. Don't put your hand out there. You hear my footsteps? I'm coming. Don't put your hand out. And I won't hit you. You put your hand out, suffer the consequences. But quarterbacks, you're the ones who put the, the, the receiver would never be an unprotected receiver if you didn't throw a pass that put him in a position that he could get hit real damn hard. I think the quarterbacks are the ones who's getting off real easy about this thing, this whole thing about, you know, player safety. It's the quarterbacks. They're throwing the ball to a receiver that they know. They see. Come on. You, you already supposed to know the defense. You, as you snap the ball, as the ball snapped to you and you're reach, you know, going backwards. As you're going backwards and you're backpedal and you're standing the field, you're supposed to know enough that somebody goes this way, somebody goes that way. Either I got man, I got zone, I got man under, I got man over top. You know, come on. I got cover three, I got cover four. I got cover two. So therefore, you know that where you can't throw the ball. And you do know if you listen in the NFL. Wide open is a half of a step. Wide open is that when a person stretches his arm out. And at the tip of his fingertips, if you go back to his arm, his elbow, okay, from the, his fingertip to his elbow. If the defender's fingertips are at the receiver's elbow, that receiver's wide open. That's all you get in the National Football League. That's wide open. Other than that, somebody made a mental mistake. You've heard this before. I'm tired. But then again, if Madison Avenue gives it to you over and over and over again, I got to give it to you over and over again till you understand. Mr. Rogers, obviously you don't understand. Okay. That receiver was beyond the arm's length. He was wide open, but he had his back turned. So when he turned around, going to be somebody there to meet him, to greet him. You knew that. You knew the coverage. You know what the consequences are. Listen, if somebody could run a 40-yard, if they could run 40 yards in four and a half seconds, why in the world is there somebody right by him less than 10 yards, you know, and the ball's going to take time to travel? Are you going to throw it and then be mad because somebody, Aaron, come on, man. What's that old, you know, plus that's Freddie Mitchell's move. That's Freddie Mitchell's move. <laughs> you listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. Ain't no Aflac. 
discount double check. That's Freddie Mitchell's move. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Affleck, Aaron Rodgers. Man, please. Come on, man. to the pros we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely disagree Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. You bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, about to lose my mind up in here. I just, you know, I'm just really tired of, you know, what's happening to this game uh, of pro football. Uh, the reality of it is, is, is we built a monster, and I'm gonna say we because I, I'm, I, I'm going to accept um, my fair share of blame um, of a game that we built that just got out of control. Uh, many times there are entertainment aspects of our life that is at the expense of human beings, and, and it's not really entertainment. And, and at times it can be pretty barbaric. Uh, obviously down with the Houston Texans, you know, uh, quarterback getting injured, uh, people cheering. Uh, I was in Phoenix. I'm sorry, I was in Philadelphia. And when I was in Philadelphia, of course, Ron Jaworski back in my generation got hurt. Uh, they booed Ron when he got hurt. Uh, hell, they booed Santa Claus. 
uh, sometimes uh, people will take the human element out of their experience of entertainment and it turns into something that is very barbaric, very, um, uh, let's just say the human nature element of it is removed. And so I, what I'm advocating and, and what I'm upset about is the fact that Aaron Rodgers, I like you, I don't want a player to be injured. But just because you hit a person low doesn't mean that that person is going to be injured. Just because you hit a person low, it doesn't necessarily mean, mean that that person will be hurt. But it does increase the percentages as it relates to a successful tackle and being able to tackle a person. Now, as a quarterback, there are very few limitations that's, that's put on you that would prevent you from being able to do your job. But on the other hand, you've been given a tremendous amount of, how should I call these, uh, let's just say there have been rules that have been created that are to your advantage as a quarterback in order to make you more successful. And they've worked in your favor and other guys too. All you got to do is just look at the amount of passing yards that the modern day quarterback is able to achieve based upon the rules changes to benefit them. And when you look at the other aspect of it from an other side of the ball, from a defense, everything has been at the detriment of the defensive players. We can't do our jobs now. It's hard for us to do our jobs in such a way that we are respected. There's an element of our game that guys were paid for. Guys were hired to hit. Thank you. And now that's been taken away from your game. You know, guys have been, you know, paid to jam you up at the line of scrimmage and beat you up and run with you. And, and that's been taken away from us. You know, guys have been able to do things in such a way that it could at least level the playing field. And, and a lot of those things have been taken away. Now, I'm a person that my career ended with a neck injury, so I understand safety. I'm all for safety. But at the same time, don't handicap us so much that we can't even do our jobs. And please, Mr. Rogers, don't tell us how to tackle. Not you. A quarterback? Really? You know, I, I, can, I can understand if, if perhaps maybe uh, you were a running back or perhaps maybe if you were a, a receiver. Hell, you get to slide. Really? So I guess you want a receiver. A receiver can slide too. Not only, anybody can give themselves up and, 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 you know, if you do that, if you slide, then I, I, I'm pretty sure... Outside the box, anybody who slides, they, they, they're giving themselves up. And it's obvious you're giving yourself up. You can do that in the National Football League. It was obvious this past weekend. Somebody gave themselves up. They didn't even slide. Gave themselves up, slammed the ball down, and it was, it was over. But the only thing I'm asking you to do, it, and I believe somebody corrected you and brought it to your attention, that Aaron, really, man? Really? So let, let me get off that a little bit because, as Stephen A. Smith, you're a bad man. You're a bad man. But that was a bad thing you did, and you should not have done that. Uh, I, I I tell you this. Um, let's go back to the concussion thing for a second, only because I have to do that. Uh, 
Because every single time I get a chance to get behind this microphone, I have to mention something about safety. And I have to mention about something that's related to injuries in sports. And there are young people that are being concussed in sports outside of football. It's happening. It's happening with cheerleaders. Those pyramids, they, they fall down and hit their head. It's happening in soccer. It's happening in lacrosse. It's happening in basketball. It's happening in baseball. So I, I just want parents to take the time out to get as much education and information as you possibly can. Get materials. Read materials. Don't trust anybody. It's your child. You know, Gronkowski up in, in, uh, with the Patriots, he, he's taking his time coming back. A luxury that we didn't have years ago. A luxury that parents now have when it comes to their kids. Ask questions. Now, I know the coaches and the trainers perhaps maybe don't want you to overstep your boundary as it relates to your child, you know, and their coaching and their professional evaluation from a medical perspective. But that's your child. That's your child. If you don't protect them, who will? And so I'm going to say to those parents out there, if your son or your daughter looks like they are a little bit woozy, remove them. Take what you what you call uh, the parental discretion that as the parent, I'm going to remove my child and I don't want my child to participate any longer because I know my child better than you. And to me, my child doesn't look like he should return to action. So what if they, if you, guess what? If you got a great athlete, if you just got a good athlete, if you just got an athlete that's participating in the game and you take your, you, you know, you, you're not sure why they continue to put your son back in the game after you know he was concussed or certainly he was hit hard enough that he or she fell to the ground in such a way when they got up, they looked as if they had no idea where they're at. There are many times where they talk about the brain is being rattled. You know, when, when a person is that impact and when somebody gets up and they stumble a little bit here and there, okay, that's all you need to do. That's all you need to see. Stumble a little bit to ask them to come to the sideline. Because obviously something's happened. You, just think about it. It's not natural to stumble when you're walking naturally. It, it, it's, it's, that's just not part of how you walk. You don't stumble when you walk. You walk. You know, and, and it's, it's uninterrupted. And it says that something, in the event that something happens that causes you to, you know, lose your balance or, or to stumble, there's something wrong with you. Put them to the side. Just make sure you do that. I don't care if it's Pop Warner, junior high school, high school, college, pros. Happened last night in the Monday night game. Young man came up, made a tackle, bam, didn't look right. Got up, was a little woozy. His own teammate ran to him, sent him to the sideline, and, and that's what happens. Now, let me, that's a good way for me to segue into last night's ball game. By the way, a, a good ball game, good ball game. It's something I want to say that, again, years ago, someone once said to me, it's a, you know, it's a really a disadvantage for the players on the East Coast to have to travel to the West Coast and play games. 
And the reason why they felt that way is because the time challenge of adjusting to a schedule where you're three hours different than those people that you're going to play against. And three hours difference makes a great deal of difference on, on your body. You know, of, of, of my chronometer, if you will, my internal chronometer. And, and, and many times um, when that happens and you go and you're playing three hours. So in other words, when you go and, and you're playing football in a football game on a Monday night game and it's 530 on the West Coast, but it's 830 on the East Coast. And then when the game is over, with, if it's a three-hour game, you go from, five, from 8.30 to 11.30. I am sorry, but the body doesn't make that adjustment in that short period of time. It just can't do that. It doesn't recognize those hours. And in case you didn't know, the human body has its own clock that it, you know, it goes according to. And you can try to change it, but it takes a while for it to change. It's not like, you know, that I save me time. You go and you change the clock and, oh, okay, the clock adjusts, you know. It, it, it doesn't work like that. Your, your body doesn't work like that. So if, if you're a person, and, you, and those of you out there who are listening to the show, Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network, who happen to, you know, go to bed at a certain time during the week, because you got to get up and, you know, you got to punch that clock. And you know if you, you know, get up in the morning and you're normally up 5.30 in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, a lot of times the alarm clock doesn't even have to go off. Because your body's so accustomed to waking up, you'll just wake up. I'm going to finish telling you why. The East Coast is at an advantage when they travel to the West. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice of America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spies are especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. 
They help make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You know the show, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. The two things that matter to me today, of course, is uh, the piece that was on television. Uh, that piece was all about concussions and uh, perhaps maybe the National Football League, the information they did not reveal, which is so vital. That information, believe it or not, that information will surface. One way or another, that information will be revealed because you're going to hear stories from players who are going to reveal, they're going to share with you their stories and their experiences. So from their stories and from their experiences, enough information will be there to help some other people. We as former players have a moral obligation to those people that supported us, that loved us, uh, that cherished us, that were fanatical about, you know, watching those games. How do I know? Because I was one of those kids before I ever got to play the game. I was one of those individuals, and I'm one of those individuals now. And so I share a dual role. I got a microphone. I'm going to tell you some of that stuff. I have an opinion. I can express my own opinion. I have a history of which I can share with you of what my experience was in that game. So we're going to talk to you a little bit. Like I told you before, you'll also hear something about those folks out there uh, that were hired to hit. You'll get a chance to hear about those things. And, and also, I, I just want to say this. Discount double check your phone or your fake. That's Freddie Mitchell's move. And you don't ever run down the field like Phil Sims. At least when Phil Sims ran down the field, he went to the aid of his player. He certainly didn't try to get up in the face of a defensive back and you know, try to scold them about hitting. So those are two things that matter to me. Let me now talk to you about traveling East Coast to West Coast for a Monday night game. Come on, man. Don't do that. For the simple reason is the body cannot adjust. I've already told you about when you get accustomed to waking up. How many? There's 888-346-9144. 888-346-9144, for those of you out there who don't understand what fofo is. Shout out to Moses Malone. He know what it is. Uh, the body, it has its own clock. It's set. It becomes a custom. The alarm goes off based upon how you train it. What also happens is your level of energy. Your level of energy cannot just simply, you know, miraculously adjust itself in a short period of time like that. You will get tired. So your body's going to get tired. So am I making up an excuse? No. Scientific, I bet you it could be scientifically proven. No doubt about it. Any place, anywhere you can go. And you can br- bring them in, do some research on them. I, come on, I didn't have one of those things. On my, you know, I had to sleep with at night because they want to check me out while I'm sleeping to find out, you know, 
How am I, am I sleeping through the night? Am I getting a good sleep? Is my sleep being disturbed by something? Did I get up and go to the bathroom? Uh, you know, I don't know. But, but they can put those machines on you and test you. And so scientifically, it could be proven that somebody's body that is accustomed on this certain regimen throughout the week, and they're doing this week after week after week, that their body adjusts to that. And so when you take those guys to the West Coast to try to play a football game at 11 o'clock at night, their body is saying, man, I shut down two hours ago. You know, the energy level started decreasing three hours ago. And the next hour, I'm about to fall asleep. Indianapolis coach looked like they had a little bit of that going on. Now, I understand you're under the lights, and I understand it's Monday night. And I, I, I understand that Andrew Luck, of all those people, wanted to be at his best. Andrew Luck is going back to the state of California for the first time on Monday Night Football to show the world why he was the first person drafted. And he was really looking forward to that. And I got to say, I was looking forward to the game. I thought it was, and it was a good game. But Andrew Luck didn't play his best game. And something, <laughs> you got two brothers, you know, one a defensive coordinator, one a head coach. They play against each other. They come on, you know the competition level there. Especially if the younger brother wants to make the older brother look bad. But certainly, one thing about Andrew Luck that needs to be taken into consideration too, you got to understand, it might have been your debut, but all of a sudden there's another quarterback who was a first rounder on the other side of the field too, Phillip Rivers. And, and who has been taking a lot of heat for the past X amount of years. First of all, you know I'm not a San Diego Charger fan. The uniforms are too pretty. You, you, you can't look that good in a uniform. Come on, powder blue, you got it. Whoever came up with that for football, I never take, no, I never take the San Diego Chargers, you know, in, you know, a, a real meaningful game. Uh, pretty boys can't do it. They, they just can't, it won't happen. San Diego Chargers will never win a Super Bowl with those uniforms. They, they, they better change it to the dark, go to that dark uniform, and maybe you could play and win a game there. But that powder blue, nope, won't happen. But let me go back to the schedule and the clock, internal clock, and why it's so important to understand that. And then also, but Phillip Rivers, as I started to tell you, Phillip Rivers was like, hold on, time out. You got these new young bucks coming into the league and you talking about the new generation of quarterbacks and, and you got to understand that, you know, myself and, and Eli Manning, you know, you know, and another group of my generation of quarterbacks, Eli got it, but I ain't got my rings yet. When, I, when did I become reduced to being irrelevant and not relevant? I'm Phillip Rivers. Have you not checked out my numbers? Can I get some respect around here? Am I Mr. Dangerfield already? Philip Rivers was like, hold on, man. This is my party. This is my house. How in the world are you going to, you know, give this man, you know, my acclimate? Come on. This is, give me the respect I deserve. I'm Philip Rivers. I'm a first round draft pick. I'm the man in San Diego. On Monday night, you're going to try to build up this young buck on my time, on my dime? You know, just because he's the heir apparent of one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play, 
but he, he don't have the resume that I have yet. So can you give me a little bit of respect? And I got a future Hall of Fame over here tied in and I'm throwing the ball to all the time. Can, can I get a little bit of respect? And so I, I think what happened was that many people forgot that Philip Rivers was somewhat ticked off for the fact that, hold on, you forgot I'm Philip Rivers. And, and, and you're not showing me any respect whatsoever. I, I, I still got it in me. And so I, I don't think it was so much about what Andrew Luck didn't do last night as much as it was what Philip Rivers did do last night. Philip Rivers stood up and said, I'm, I'm st- I still need to be reckoned with. Acknowledge me. I des- I've earned the respect. I'm a pro bowler. I'm taking my team to the playoffs. Now, I haven't won anything yet, but neither has Mr. Luck. So he just can't just, you know, he doesn't just jump over top of me. I, I understand he's got a, you know, couple good games and he, he's brought his team back. But he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in the fourth quarter yet. He's brought his team back. You know, but they ran the ball. He, he didn't throw a touchdown, but they, they've run the ball. You know, but, but so, so don't just forget about me. I'm Phillip Rivers. Give me my respect that I deserve. And, I, I, and, and the Chargers again. The Chargers is a team that I just have a hard time really supporting the efforts of the team as a whole. Because it's, it's just been one of those things. It's, it's just one of those things that uh, the Chargers have never been one of the most aggressive teams in the National Football League. They just never have. You know, they, they've been a team of which you play them, they're going to put up some points. The San Diego Chargers historically, has they've always had yardage. They've always had a good running game. Uh, so total yardage, done very well. Running game, always had a decent running game. Passing game off the charts. You know, they, they already have a, a Hall of Fame quarterback, Dan Faust. Outstanding. You know, so the passing game, the West Coast offense, they've always had that. But the San Diego Chargers has never been a team of which anybody in their right mind has ever picked to win a Super Bowl. Because it's just, I, I guess, they're, the, the San Diego Chargers, you know, you talk about the West Coast offense, whatever kind about passing offense, period. They've been playing that game practically since the, they've been in existence. The AFL, that's what their game was about. It was a wide-open game. So they've been playing this game that we're now accustomed to seeing. They've been playing it for a long time. One thing that they haven't done is what they did last night is put the kind of pressure on the quarterback that they put on Andrew Luck last night. Remember, Andrew Luck is very athletic. So it's not like, uh, you know, a Peyton Manning sitting in a box. Somebody you don't have to worry about really running, moving around, but not, you know, Tom Brady, you know. And again, hey, Tom Brady, Tom is able to extend the pocket like Peyton did, but a little bit more than Peyton. Peyton doesn't have to. I don't know why, but wherever Peyton shows up, I think there are contracts on the lives of those offensive linemen. And I think they've been told that if the quarterback gets hurt, you die. If the quarterback gets hurt, you die. Because they protect him. Peyton probably gets sacked. I understand the release, but still. 
Peyton probably gets sacked less than any quarterback probably in the history of the game. He's probably, when you look at the, the passing yardage that Peyton has, check out the sack ratio to passes completed or touchdowns and see how he matches up with other guys. It, it may take a little bit longer to take a, to throw a touchdown pass, which means you got to hold on to the ball a little bit longer so it could result in a sack. But check out and see what the statistics are when it comes to how many times he gets sacked compared to some other guys. Don't happen. And all of a sudden, what, the linemen just get good because Peyton was there? They threaten their life. Coach put a gun up against their head. Peyton gets hit. You get hit. Boom. <laughs> All right, listen, you listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I got to take a break and go to a commercial. So we'll be right back and uh, we'll take a look at some past games and we'll talk about uh, what's going to happen this week. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, we're back to listen to Rail Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and uh, boy, uh, there's one thing that I wanted to say before I got into those games. Of course, it uh, that just uh, we just saw this past weekend, and some of the games coming up this uh, this weekend is. Um, I've said this before on the show. I've said that if you love something, Mr. Tebow, I'm talking to Tim Tebow right now. If you love football, and you want to play football. At whatever level you could possibly achieve success to help your game improve that maybe you might get another chance, 
even if that would require you to play a position other than what you feel you're the best at, play it. Shout out to Troy Smith. Troy Smith, the Ohio State University former quarterback, play ball. He's playing up in Canada. He, he went up there in the CFL and, and, and got a chance to play ball. And it's out there online somewhere. You guys, the Yahoo Sports, I think I saw this at. Uh, not the greatest experience in the world, but a chance to extend his opportunity to learn the game and to get better. And maybe another shot. Tim Tebow, I'm telling you, you have to be playing the game for people to respect your abilities and to evaluate your abilities. The only thing they have to go on now is what they've seen in the past and what they've seen in the past is not enough for them to give you a call. There's nothing going to change about what you did in the past. And what you did in the past was not good enough. So if you want to play again, you got to give them a different visual of what they've seen from your past. The last thing you did can't be the visual that they have to make a decision on if they're going to call you now. Because that won't do it. So do something. Go out there and make something happen that they see something different. And guess what? Jim Kelly, I think, was a linebacker. He a Hall of Famer. Penn State or somebody recruited him as a linebacker out of high school. He played linebacker. That's how he recruited him as a linebacker. But come on. You got... You know, Tony Tony Gonzalez was a basketball player. He played tight end. Tim, try something else. It's okay. No, everybody has, you know, what they want to do. They want their dreams to come true to be, but you got it. You cannot even say that your dream didn't come true. You were a starting quarterback in the National Football League. But if you really want to play the game again, and you have to play another position, play it. If not, send your paperwork into the National Football League. Let us all know that it's over what you've done. You appreciate the opportunity, but you don't want to be considered to play football in the National Football League anymore because you had your chance, and you're content with that, and you're done. But other than that, man, if you want to play another position, just give it a try. Just, just give it a try. All right? Now, I've got to say something. I, I'm probably going to spend more time on last week's games than I am on these upcoming games because I, I just got to say, RG3, okay, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm just this kind of person. Body language means a lot to me. You can lose a game, but you can't lose your confidence. I know you're a proud man, and, and I know, you know, you probably will say that you didn't lose your confidence, but I'm going to tell you what, another, another man can look you in your eyes, and he can tell you when he has you. He can tell you when it's time to take you out or when he's already succeeded at taking you out. Your body language and the look in your eyes when the game wasn't even over said to me the game was over. Said to me the game is over. See, one thing about Tom Brady threw a touchdown pass, I believe 10 seconds was left on the clock. The thing about people like Tom Brady, it happened, oh, I believe it was uh, a couple years ago, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick knew who was on the other side of the ball from him. 
man by the name of Peyton Manning. Close to his own red zone, threw a pass with less than a minute or so in the game because he didn't want to give that ball back to Peyton Manning because he knew how dangerous that man was, how dangerous that man is. And he knew and he knows even to this day that if Peyton's on the field, if the clock is not at zero, I could still possibly lose the game if it's within six points or within seven points. I could tie. He could tie the game up. That's the kind of player each and every player needs to be. You need to understand, man, don't ever let anybody think that you for a second give it up on your ability to win the game. If it's one second on the clock and you are down by six points. If you're down by seven, you understand and you believe that your field goal kicker, you know, the, uh, the kicker is going to make the extra point that you're still in the game. But if you got a look on your face where you're defeated already, you're defeated. You're defeated. You've, you've let everybody else know you're defeated. You need to study Tom Brady. You need to study Peyton Manning. You need to study. I'm going to give Aaron Rodgers a little bit of that. Particularly once he's on the field. But I am saying this RG3, nah, don't do that. It's in your eyes. It shows up. You're defeated. Don't do that. Now, I, now also, I got to get a shout out. I, can, I cannot let this show without giving a shout out to Andy Reid. I don't care what they're saying. Andy Reid is beating whoever lines up in front of his team on that day. That's who he has beaten. Undefeated. I don't want to hear anything else. I, no excuses. He don't have to. He don't have to make an excuse for anything. So what? It was Oakland. The Raiders should have been better. TP can't throw those interceptions. Bottom line: throw the ball away. No such thing as third or forty-eight. You down in history now for the wrong reasons. Kansas City Chiefs. We got to give it up to them. You just got to give it up to him. I'll tell you what, the Pittsburgh Steelers, too. I'm going to tell you, Big Ben, you can't count Big Ben out until Big Ben is out. Ben ain't making no excuses. He's taking names, but he ain't making no excuses. He's still got a chance. He's looking at his division. He's saying, well, man, let's just, let's just play it out. Let's play it out. Teams have got it to the AFC, uh, and to that division at 8-8 eight eight record. So Big Ben wants to just play that out. He ain't giving up on it. Not at all. I already talked about those fans down there with the Houston Texans, so I, I don't want to say a whole lot about that. But I'm going to tell you what. Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. Come on now. Cincinnati Bengals ain't playing around. They ain't playing around. And, 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 and the Chicago Bears. I just like Brandon Marshall. And shout out to Brandon Marshall for wearing those shoes to bring it to the spotlight and some focus on mental health issues, too. Stand up to him. Be a man, Brandon. That's fine. And you know what? I, one thing I like about Brandon, Brandon's acknowledged that he's got some issues. He's taking his medication in order so he can deal with it. But at the same time, it's all right for him to make, bring that awareness to the, to the national stage. We're not trying to take anything away from breast cancer. But there's some other issues that people have going on in their lives as well. So Brandon and the league for a second wasn't going to allow him on the field. But they decided to find him, and he said, I'll take the fine because it's that important to me. So shout out to Brandon Marshall. He could be on my team anytime. Brandon Marshall could be on my team. 
one other thing I gotta say is Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll ain't no joke. To the, this is Seattle, you know, playing Tennessee. Pete Carroll's team is like Pete Carroll. He's resilient. He's never gonna give up. He's just not gonna do it. Peyton Manning, you know, Peyton, come on, Peyton, them, they, they didn't cover, but so what? Peyton won again. He won again. And and I got to say, I, Tom Brady, the Saints, I, I thought you might have a chance, Saints, but that was Tom Brady. Arizona, come on now, Arizona. I, I love the defense. Got to do Come on. Defense, give, can't, you cannot give up 32 points. That's, that's the, You just can't. 20 points is enough to win a game. So I'm defense. Come on, and, and I usually like the Arizona Cardinals defense. They just let me down. Once in my life, I was rooting for the Cowboys. Cowboys got it done because of RG three. Cowboys got it done. And of course, last night it was Philip Rivers' time. So I tell you what, man, time is going fast. I hear that music, so it's time for the show to be over. You've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix. Living like it matters. Chef Julian, where you at? What's cooking in the state of Ohio? I got to go. So I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Shout out to Arnie. Talk to you soon, Arnie. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.